Hey, welcome back to the Quest Spirit Drive. You were hearing the number, and I'm going to keep telling it to you, 470-508-1160 to make your donation to make it possible for Catholic Radio to continue growing strong in Atlanta, the theme Atlanta Family Strong for this fall spirit drive. My name is Greg Willits. You can find me online at rosaryarmy.com as well as gregandjennifer.com. So glad to have you joining me for this hour. We're going to be speaking with Kathleen Conklin in just a few moments, talking about about vocations and more, uh, vocations even in her own family. I want to make sure that you know of all the different opportunities that you have during this hour to be able to help not only keep the quest on the air, but to help it to grow. And your opportunity is running out at the end of October to become a founder of the Quest Atlanta, AM 1160. Now, what does it mean to be a founder of the Quest? Well, founders donate $100 a month or more for three years, and they make the purchase of this station possible. You can do it as a lump sum. You can divide it up annually, but your time is running out to become a founder. We're closing out the program to become a founder in October as we celebrate our first anniversary of the station purchase. And there are benefits that go along with being a founder as part of your Catholic legacy. You've contributed to the purchase of a metro-wide Atlanta radio station. You're going to be honored for your generosity on a plaque in the studio, and you'll receive a certificate designating you as a founder of AM 1160 The Quest. And we also have gifts that we want to offer you, all donors, during this spirit drive, we're going to be receiving a prayer card of the Holy Family with a wonderful prayer for our children. Our monthly donors, who are truly the lifeblood of the station, they keep the station running. They're the heart and soul of the quest. In addition to the Holy Family prayer card, monthly donors will receive the Book of the Hour, and we're going to talk about the Book of the Hour coming up later on during the spirit drive. You'll receive a beautiful praying the rosary bead-by-bead book, which is a great tool if you have kids to teach them how to how to pray the rosary. I have five kids, and when when they were younger, we used to call praying the family rosary, family rosary wrestling, because that's what it felt like sometimes. You got one kid who's going to say, Hail Mary, full of grace. You got another kid saying that, well, the, the second sorrowful mystery is the scourging of the caterpillar, and you're just trying to keep them all ringed in. You're trying to get, and you're trying to focus, and it's all distract. You know how that can be. Well, you're, if you are one of our monthly donors, you're going to get this beautiful praying the rosary bead by bead book to help you with praying the rosary with your family. And as I said, all monthly donors of $20 or more will become a member of our St. Gabriel Society. And so we want to hear from you during this hour, 470-508-1160. I got to share the story, and I'm sure I'm going to share this story with you multiple times uh, over the course of the next few days as I have the blessing and opportunity to be here with you for this spirit drive. I remember back in the year 2000, that there was a group of people trying to get Catholic radio started in Atlanta. Now, you got to think, a city as large as Atlanta, a growing city with something like the Eucharistic Congress that brings upwards of 30,000 people a year to celebrate the Eucharist, you would think that with growing vocations programs in Atlanta, with all of the amazing things that are happening in the Catholic Church in Atlanta, Georgia, going back, dating back to when Archbishop John Francis Donahue was our Archbishop, and he made it a declaration that he wanted to focus on Eucharistic adoration, that he was going to have perpetual adoration in in the cathedral downtown, he was encouraging other places, and the impact, I got to tell you, it has had a tremendous impact on my very life. I would not be here talking to you right now if it wasn't on the focus of things like the Eucharist. But you would think in a place like Atlanta 
that has that great a focus. The Catholic radio would be have been around for years and years by this point. You go to other cities, you rent a car, you flip around the channels. Oh, yeah, they got Catholic radio here. They got Catholic radio there. It's all over the place. And I remember being invited, and I went and had dinner with, with someone who was trying to start up Catholic radio in Atlanta way back in 2000. And they had founders, and they were trying to raise the revenue because it is not – an inexpensive endeavor to start a Catholic radio station. Even though we get the content from EWTN, to be able to have the equipment, to be able to have the studio space, to be able to have the broadcast license, all of these things, it is very expensive. We're competing with secular media. We're competing with people that sell hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars of advertising a year. We, however, are dependent on you. You're the ones that make it possible for us to keep doing this. We're not airing expensive ads to keep the the lights on we're not doing all sorts of other types of secular strivings for raising money as you would typically get typically get with mainstream media you're listening to something very specific you're listening to the lord's work you're listening to catholic radio a deep dive into the catholic faith and for catholics to hear this and for non-catholics to hear this we need catholics to support it and so if you want this kind of radio you need to call us right now 470-508-1160 and make this happen help us to continue this effort we need to raise two hundred thousand dollars this week that's fifty thousand dollars a day for the four days of our fund drive and we need to hear from you because i remember sitting there back in 2000 at dinner with someone and they were trying to make this happen and that was 19 almost 20 years ago well all those years passed and that radio station never came to fruition and other efforts came and went and it never happened in atlanta until the quest came into formation just a little while ago as we are looking at the one-year anniversary of going on the air buying buying the license or buying the the, uh, station to be able to continue doing catholic radio what an amazing thing it's been how has it impacted your life in just the past year how could it possibly impact people and the very area in which you live over the next 20 years, I could not imagine Catholic radio not being around. I could not imagine going without this and not having this wonderful tool, this wonderful resource to be able to evangelize. So we want to hear from you. I want to give a thanks to Rosella and Therese and Ron and to all the others who called in during the last hour and made their donations. Maybe you are the one who's going to help us to reach our goal today. Well, that can be the case if you give us a call. Right now, we have people standing by. 470-508-1160. that's for our station, AM 1160. Again, it's 470-508-1160. If you're at home or you're not in your car or outside the, the uh, coverage area, if you plan to be over the next few days, you can keep listening by going to questatlanta.com. You can download our free Quest Atlanta app and listen on the go. This 50,000-watt station, we're one year strong, and we are growing thanks to listeners like you. So please help us to continue growing and going by giving us a call right now, 470-508-1160. Again, my name is Greg Willett. So glad to be joining you today. The guest for this hour, Kathleen Conklin, is joining me in studio. Kathleen, thank you so much for being here. Hey, it's a pleasure. This is a great initiative for the church. It's it really amazing. is. It's, and it just it blows my mind, as I was just saying a moment ago, that it's taken this long for Atlanta to get a Catholic radio station, but now that it's here, the work that needs to be done to continue nurturing this, this work. It's a beautiful initiative. I'm, so, glad to, I'm glad to be here. It's going to be fun, too, I think. Yeah, so tell us a, a, a little bit about your yourself, your family, your relationship to the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Well, I have um, seven children. I, my oldest is uh, going to be, well, he's 38 right now. He's 
I'm going to be 39 in January. Uh, he is a priest with the Legionaries of Christ. And then I have three more right in a row, stair steps. And we had a big space there. And then I had um, another three. So I have seven kids altogether. The oldest, 39, and the youngest is 15. So big, big uh, age range. You you did that that huge gap where you're constantly in diapers, basically, is what you're dealing with. I um constantly having fun. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, and, and, and I, diapers. And, and, and diapers. I mean, to, to have a 38 year old, almost 39 year old, oldest son as a priest, still right. a 15 year old. Uh, are, did you homeschool? Did your kids go to you know public what? school, Catholic school? What, how did you? It raise was them? a mixed bag, yeah. right? Yeah, it always I, is. It always is. Um, depending on the kids. I asked that question, what... and I hate that question. By the way, <laughs> it just depended on each each uh, child what they needed. Yeah. So we we did uh, whatever we needed to do at the time. Uh, and I, I remember uh, when my oldest, Father Ronald, was graduating from high school, and I had a baby in my arms. And I said, um, one other woman there had just had a baby. And I said to her, why didn't all the other women bring their babies to their high school graduations of their, of their <laughs> seniors? Um, so it was, it's been a fun ride. It's been a fun ride. So, I mean, it's to have a son who's a priest. I used to joke when our kids were younger, and, and I stopped doing this because I, I don't want to negatively encourage our children for vocation so I want to positively encourage them but I used to joke around and say well hey if you become a priest and that's a guaranteed ticket for your mom and I to get to heaven you know <laughs> and it doesn't quite work that way it doesn't quite work that way but right? but talk about that idea of vocation culture I mean it's you have a son who's a priest and I think about well I have four boys myself and a daughter and um you know I've been joking ever since my daughter was conceived that uh she's on a waiting list for either the Nashville Dominicans or the Sisters of Mary of the Eucharist in Michigan. <laughs> either one of them, I, I will I will send her off. But it's more than that. It's more than just jokes. It's more than just, you know, saying if you want to be a priest, then you should be a priest. Or How do you foster this culture of vocations in the family? Well, I love that question. So can I start by telling you my son's ordination story? Absolutely. I, please do. Uh, I, you know... He's, he's a legionary Christ, and so they have a long formation program. It's about 11 years, I wow. think, he was in formation. And so his ordination was in Rome. And I decided on that day, I was so excited. Uh, we took our whole family there. I was so excited to do something really magnificent for God, right? I was going to give away my son. You know, like, I wish I was super well-formed when he was baptized, but it probably wasn't. Um, in the place to be able to do what I thought I could do then, which was, I am going to give my son to got back to God, right? And I, um, he's walking down the aisle, and he's he's going to be ordained. Walking down the aisle, and I see him glance over at my dad, and my dad had prayed for a vocation in the family for his whole lifetime. He had six daughters. Okay, <laughs> I come from a family of six girls. <laughs> And when um, when I got married, he's like, "Oh my goodness, that was my last hope. I thought I for sure I would get in." Were you the youngest? <laughs> no, or I you was, just last I last get married? And so I I just um, he just loved vocations, and so and we supported he supported them very much when I was young, and and my mom as well. So when I saw him glance at um, I'll call him Ronnie for a minute. When I saw him glance at Ronnie, I was like. That is a fruit of my dad's prayer. And then God gave me this grace that... At that moment? At that moment, that was super exciting. And, and let me ask, how old was your dad at that time? Uh, he was 80s. Okay. Yeah, 80s. Is he still around? He is. Okay. He is. Um, 
And uh, Father Ronald's named after him. Oh, nice. My dad's name's Ronald. So uh, I had a grace. And that grace was all of a sudden, God kind of flooded me with all the people that had contacted me, Facebook and every other thing. I mean, hundreds. I was like, what is going on? I don't even know these people, right? Some of them thanking me for um, for for the gift that, that Ronnie is, you know, that Ronnie is to the church. But then also what God did in that moment was made me realize this is a fruit of so many prayers of so many people. Mm-hmm. And that I didn't have them to give. I was coming to God with kind of empty hands, right? Because uh, for the first time, I realized like he belongs to everyone, you know? As priest, he belongs to everyone. And my heart, I, I, the only way I can describe it is it expanded. And I turned around and looked. I would have given you my last dollar in that moment because I was in love with everyone in the church, right? It was just like this marvelous <laughs> flood of charity and realized how much we are family. And so um, the next day when he went to go do his first mass, he actually gave first communion to my youngest son at his first mass. And as he's passing out communion to uh, the people there, my friends and my family, I realized this, he is going to touch the lives of everyone I love. And he's going to be able to do it in a way that none of us can. Anyway, I just felt like that grace is what taught me then. It motivated me to really try to live a vocation culture in the home. We're speaking right now with Kathleen Conklin as we are diving into the Quest Atlanta's Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. We're hoping that you're going to pick up the phone right now, that you're going to hear stories like Kathleen's, this idea of vocations and family. These are the kinds of stories you're only going to hear them on Catholic Radio and in Catholic Media to be able to sponsor and make it possible for others to hear these stories. How motivating could this be to your own children, to other families who might be wondering if there's a vocation, future priests, future nuns, future religious in their homes. You're hearing these stories on Catholic radio because you're not going to hear them on the other radio stations in Atlanta. 470-508-1160 if you want to help continue this work. And what's amazing is we also are offering a match this hour for monthly donors. Particularly, we have this idea of you joining our St. Gabriel Society. If you're a monthly donor of $20 or more, you'll become a part of the St. Gabriel Society, and we offer up Mass once a month for the intentions of the St. Gabriel Society, but we are offering a match this hour for monthly donors. If you want to call in and become a monthly donor, if you want to make that commitment to help the quest to continue in its work, 470-508-1160, then your donation, it's sort of a two-for-one if you think about it. You make that monthly commitment, and that money is going to be matched. And so if you give 25, it's going to become 50. If you give 50, it's going to become 100. If you give 100, it'll become 200. Wouldn't you love to know that your financial blessings from God are being returned to God through this work of evangelization in this area. This is not funded by the Archdiocese of Atlanta, mind you. The Archdiocese, we operate with the support of the Archdiocese. This is not a church-funded endeavor. This is funded by people like you. 
people like you and your family that makes it possible for us to continue this important work. 470-508-1160. And you know we don't ask for your financial help very often. And so when we do, you know it's necessary. You know it's needed. And you know that we need to hear from you as we're looking for financial blessings to be able to continue this work. And what a blessing Cecilia just called in. Cecilia, God bless you, making a huge contribution to help us out, giving $2,400 now and $1,200 next year. That is fantastic. What a blessing that you are to the Catholic community in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Again, this is, uh, yeah, I guess I'm not used to ringing a bell, but we got to ring the bell and give a big celebration for Cecilia. Cecilia, thank you so much. If you want to hear the bell ring, uh, do what Cecilia did and call in and become one of our founders and join the Founders Club. Again, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, in addition to the gifts listed, including the St. Gabriel Society, founders are also going to receive an Echo Dot, and they're going to be entered into a uh, drive drawing for a Holy Family picture that we have it's a beautiful art of the presentation of the lamb it is a hand-finished archival quality uh, canvas by sally kazan who's a painter of religious art and you can see that in the saint bridget perpetual chapel but if you want to become a founder donating a hundred dollars a month or more for three years to make the purchase of this station possible you can do it in a lump sum you can divide it up annually uh, just as cecilia just did time is running out to become a founders we're going to close out this program to become a founder in october as we celebrate our first anniversary of the station. And so uh, that's a part of your Catholic legacy that you've contributed to the purchase of a Metro-wide Atlanta radio station here in in this uh, beautiful part of Atlanta, Georgia, 470-508-1160. Kathleen Conklin joining me in the studio. The idea of when your son was ordained, and you're talking about Family and friends flying over to Rome. He was ordained in Rome. Yes, he was. Was he ordained by the by uh, the a rector card- of the seminary, a cardinal over there? A cardinal over there. Yeah, yeah. And, and and to be there, how many years ago was that, Kathleen? Uh, six now. Yeah. I, how are you not like this weeping mass of just jello? Because that's I think that I would just be a bawling, sobbing <laughs> mess if one of my kids was ordained a priest. I I um, I think it's because. I'm just so happy. Yeah. I'm just so happy with um, everything that I see, that all the fruits that I see of his life. And not only, you know, not only uh, the vocation culture lived in the home is like, well, basically, it's, the thing that every every child has to know is that he has or she has a mission, right? That God's created them unique. They're unique. They have a very particular mission that they have um, that they are called to live. And that's extremely motivating to kids, right? Then um, also that they're free. They can choose to live this mission with God. If you have that that in your home, if you have this um, openness to whatever God has in mind, you're going to have, you're going to start naturally building a vocation culture within the home. That's beautiful. I, I want to talk more about that, the idea of encouraging that in your other kids as well, the idea of mission. Mission mission should motivate. Mission should get you wanting to get up off your seat. The mission of Catholic Radio, as we've been talking about all day long here on the Quest, Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive is happening right now and throughout the course of this week. The phone number to donate is 470-508-1160 as we're trying to reach today's goal, which is $50,000. It sounds like a lot, 
But God willing, we're going to make it with your help. We are so blessed to have people calling in to help us out. And you can be one of those people. 470-508-1160. We're going to continue talking with Kathleen Conklin as we continue. AM 1160, The Quest, Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. 470-508-1160. Give us a call. Make your donation and pledge right now. Hello, I'm Monsignor Daniel Stack from St. Thomas Aquinas Church in Alpharetta, Georgia. One of my favorite prayers, I believe it's from Richard of Chichester. It was used in the musical Godspell. Lord, may I see you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly day by day. The Quest presents... Lesser Known Saints with Ken and Chuck. Tell us about St. Lidwina. She was born in the Netherlands in 1380. As a young girl, she was known for her prolific ability as an ice skater. But at the age of 15, she was injured in a tragic skating accident. She would ultimately wind up partially paralyzed for the remainder of her life. A young woman of profound faith, Lidwina would use this time to pray unceasingly while offering up her physical suffering to God. As her relationship with the Lord deepened, she experienced numerous mystical visions. She quickly became known as a holy woman and a healer. Legend states that she was nourished only by the Eucharist for more than 19 years. When she died, it was reported that she saw Jesus coming to administer the last rite. Devotion to her would spread rapidly after her death, and a biography was written by Thomas Kempis. St. Louis' feast day is April 14th, and she is the patron saint of ice skaters. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Hello, I'm Scott Hahn, and I invite you to join me this October for our St. Paul Center Gala Dinner in Atlanta. For details, visit stpaulcenter.com forward slash gala 2019. If there's one thing atheists and theists can agree on, it's the fact that we've all felt the problem of God's hiddenness and have cried out, where are you, God? The difference, however, is atheists think this is a reason to reject God and theists don't. Why? Well, first, God is not entirely hidden. Sure, we can't know he exists by seeing or touching him, but we can know he exists through logic and reason. There's also good reason to believe God has revealed himself through Jesus of Nazareth. If Jesus is raised from the dead, then everything he said is true. Second, God's in-your-face presence wouldn't necessarily make things better. Even on the natural level, we don't like overbearing parents. Why would we want God to be that way? So while God's partial hiddenness is a mystery, it's not a good reason to embrace atheism. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. Hello, I'm Ann Rankis, the Middle School Youth Minister and Coordinator here at St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Alpharetta, Georgia. You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160, The Quest. It's a good day, good day to be alive. Everyone sing now, so let's do more than just survive. That's what I'm saying, Welcome back to the quest atlanta family strong spirit drive it's going on all week long so glad that you are here with me my name is greg willits i'll be your host 
for the next couple hours as well as uh, several hours throughout the course of this week and it's my honor it's my blessing to be here with you i'm a big believer in catholic radio not just because it has uh, been a way for me to be able to support my family in the past but because my life has changed i mean were you listening last hour when we were speaking with father tim hepburn just in a conversation like that to be able to hear the holy spirit show up in the conversation and to be nudged in a little direction i was i was writing all sorts of notes as he was talking about grace and how important it is for us to continually be asking god to pour that grace out upon us those are the things that you hear about only on catholic radio and if you know people in your life and you most likely do i think we all know family members that have fallen away can you imagine if you have a child, if you have a sibling, if you have a, a, even a spouse or some other loved one, family, friend, coworker, that imagine if they were driving home and flipping through the stations, wouldn't you want them to find solid Catholic radio that maybe they're going to stop? Maybe they'll listen to something. Maybe the Holy Spirit will prompt something in their spirit to make them stop, to make them ponder what's being said on the radio maybe they won't listen to you maybe they 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 get really angry every time you bring up the faith but even still god has a desire to have a relationship with each and every single one of us particularly those of us who are baptized that he's constantly wanting to reach out and have that connection to us and so if you want to help make this happen right now please make it your Pledge your goal to call us during this hour, 470-508-1160. And one thing I really want to encourage you is we are trying to get as many founders as possible during this fun drive, this spirit drive for the Quest Atlanta. You can become a founder of the station as part of your Catholic legacy, but time is running out. We are closing the founder's pledge drive out at the end of October. If you want to be one of our founders, now is the opportunity to do so. And to become a founder, a founder is simply someone who donates $100 per month or more for three years. And it may sound like a lot, but think about all the things that that will allow. The station not only needs to keep the lights on, but also to be able to have the space to broadcast, to be able to create, God willing, local content going forward that's going to be able to be very specialized for the Archdiocese of Atlanta, as well as beyond through things like the Quest app and the Quest Online. And founders, with your donation of $100 a month, which you can make uh, as a lump sum, you can divide it annually, you doing that makes it possible for us to make the larger purchases, the larger initiatives that we need to be able to continue growing, not just maintaining, but growing Catholic Radio in the Atlanta, metro Atlanta area. So please become a founder right now. Give us a call. Or if you're just able to make a one-time donation, whether it be large or small, I don't want to scare you away. If you're not able to do $100 a month, please know that every single amount that you give, it makes a difference. There is something that you can do to play a role in evangelization in the metro Atlanta area. Give us a call right now, 470 470- Five zero eight eleven sixty. Our goal is to bring a million souls closer to Christ, and you can be a part of that. Or maybe you are a part of the Quest family and want to keep the station going and growing. Today's your opportunity. Four seven zero. Five zero eight eleven sixty. Kathleen Conklin's been joining me in the studio this hour as we're talking about vocations, particularly the vocation story of her own son. Kathleen, would you mind as we continue this uh, next segment? Would you mind leading us in a prayer as we continue this hour of the Spirit Drive? Sure. 
Lord Jesus, we humbly thank you for all the doors you've opened to create Atlanta Catholic Radio, The Quest. As we embark on this spirit drive, let us earnestly seek your will in all we do to bear the fruit you desire. We are on a quest to invite, inform, and inspire all who listen, and we strive to bring a million souls into your loving arms by enjoying the quest in their daily lives. As we grow our listenership, we ask for all that's possible to fill hearts with your love and a renewal of spirit. O Holy Spirit, anoint us with wisdom and teach us to follow your inspirations. Jesus, we are only your couriers, your voice, your hands. Use the quest with your perfect will. Jesus of mercy, take the quest and make it yours. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us and hold us under your mantle. I love that that last line, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Kathleen, for, for leading that prayer. I love that that line of, Jesus of mercy, take the quest and make it yours. Uh, you, you know, the idea that we are only your your couriers, your voice, your hands. Use the quest with your perfect will. And that really applies to anything that we do. Whether you're involved at a parish level, whether you're a mom and dad trying to raise kids in the house, that these are things like, listen, it's I'm trying my best, but I can't make anything happen unless, Jesus, you, you do something else here. And so while we are reaching out to you, I, I want to actually encourage listeners right now. I, I'm, I'm imploring you to call and be a part of this, 470-508-1160. But before you do that, you know what I would actually prefer for you to do? Anyone listening right now, just to simply say interiorly, Lord, I'm hearing this call. I don't know if you want me in particular to answer this call, to reach out and be a supporter. So please help me. Send me the grace. Help me to know, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this what you want me to do? Please, Lord, help me to know how to do it. Help me to have the trust, Lord, if I'm financially in a pinch right now or if I feel like I could put my money in a different place. Help, Just help me, Lord. Help me to know. Please give me peace. Give me grace. And I love what Father Tim Hepburn was saying earlier, the idea of God you know, ne- isn't necessarily going to send us a sign. You know, so if you say, oh, can you, uh, you know, make it suddenly start to rain if I'm supposed to give to the quest? Well, no. God oftentimes, if, if it's an invitation, it's a, once you assent, once you say yes, he'll let you know that you're doing the right thing. He'll make it possible. He'll support you in your efforts to give. And it's pretty hard to outdo God's generosity. I One of the greatest lessons that I ever learned was about tithing. And it's one of those things it's like just to be able to give a part of what God has blessed you with. And if you look at the money that has come into your life, where did it come from? How did you get it? Well, I worked hard for that money. Yeah, but where did the job come from? Well, I applied for that job. Well, where did you get the talents and skills? Well, I worked for those skills. All right, let's keep going back. At some point, you're going to go, yeah, God led me in that direction. God brought me to that place. How did I get here? It's because of God. Where did my paycheck come from? Ultimately, it was because of God. And so if we want to give back to God what was already his in the first place, and if you think about a tithe offering, right, it's oftentimes encouraged that you give a percentage to your parish, a percentage to the archdiocese, and a percentage back to whatever charities you want to support, that this is a great way to be able to give a part of your tithe, a part of the blessings that God has already given you to the quest 
470-508-1160 as we are continuing Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive here on AM 1160, your Catholic radio station in Atlanta. Kathleen, you're, you're talking about your son when he was ordained over in Rome, and you said you have seven kids total. I do. And he's the oldest. He is the oldest. So you're going over there. This is six years ago or so. You got your other six kids in tow. Your husband's there. You're going over to see your son ordained. You have family and friends going along. Your dad's there who's been praying for vocations in your family all these years. How did you get there? How did you build up? What was the impetus for your son's vocation when he was born? Did you start praying right away for vocation or was it years later? What's the story behind vocations in your family? Okay. Well, you know, my family's very ordinary. Uh, We had some times where, uh, you know, I always tell my, I tell people every miserable thing happens under my roof, right? Mm. Like everybody else, I, we live life day to day Mm. struggling with humanity, right? Um, So that's nothing. um, But one thing that uh, I had a good advice from a priest early on. um, And I asked him, you know, I want my kids to love the faith. What do I do? And he said, be generous. You're going to like that because you're you're trying to help your listeners be generous yeah. today, right? Uh, uh. <laughs> but generosity brings happiness, right? That's what that's what brings happiness is when we're generous with others and when we know that we're engaging with God. So, I tried to be really generous with God with my kids. Um and I understand that struggle as a parent. Um, because we like to make sure that we're like protecting ours and we don't like to feel like we're losing control or any of those kinds of things. But seriously, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a mom who prays and I ask uh, God to help me guide these kids to recognize when there's a mistake. I try to give God a lot of space so that he can work with them out, solve all their problems um, I try to make them independent and, you know, be able to do things um, and make decisions on their own. I really try to to foster a sense of freedom in the sense that this is who you are. They, my kids know who they are. Um, if you ask them, who are you? They'll whittle it down. Like you said, they'll start whittling it down. It'll whittle down to, I'm God, I'm the son of, of, of God the Father. Yes, you are. That's who you belong to. And so they understand their identity. I think that is extremely freeing for them to know that he has the whole world open to them, right? It could be anything. If you go ask mom what to do, that might limit you a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? But you ask God what his plan is, and suddenly the whole world is in front of you. And that is, um, I think, the way we need to help young people um, today understand uh, their vocation is just to simply let them know that they're loved by God and that he wants to go on this journey with them. He has it planned. And that um, when they do, they'll be happy. It's that lack or, or, you know, that moment that they're generous, you know? So we have to foster all those things in our, in our kids as well. Kathleen Conklin joining us here on AM 1160, The Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. It's happening right now. I'm Greg Willits, your host for the next couple of hours. 470-508-1160. We need to see those phones ringing. We need to hear them, uh, all the all of our volunteers picking up those phones and having conversations with you. And if you have prayer requests, of course, we'd be happy to pray for you as well during this 
Spirit Drive on the quest, but we'd love to be able to count on you and your financial support to continue this important work. 470-508-1160. I want to share with you a little bit of the kind of radio that you hear on the quest. Here's a sample from More to Life. You can hear this program Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern here on the quest. Take a listen. Joining us right now, John and Claire Grabowski. They are the authors of the, uh, several books, including Raising Your Catholic Kids for Their Vocations. Hey, guys, welcome to More to Life. Thanks, Greg. Good to be here. We, we, were, we were talking about this whole idea of marriage being an instrument of healing, a sacrament of healing. John, tell, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, how, you know, Because I think that a lot of the people think that marriage is all about just sort of accepting each other for who we are and leaving it at that, right? Yes and no. Um, <laughs> even even naturally, right? Um, commit committing yourself, putting yourself all in, helps us mature, and that's especially true for men. Um, the tri- traditional ways that men have graduated from Neverland are things like military service, um, entering religious life for priesthood, and marriage. I was 22 years old on our wedding day, and I was mature in some ways, but I was really not in others. But but having a wife and three kids by the time I finished grad school, that helped me grow up. Well, and, and Claire, I know that you have a son that got married fairly early. Did you see the same process in him, or is John just extra grace? <laughs> uh, no, it's not, it's not just John, no. I definitely saw the process work in our oldest son when he got married, and now he's the father of three of our three grandchildren. And, you know, I must say, watching him serve his wife and family, leading them in prayer, uh, when I look at him now, I have a hard time recognizing the teenager I knew 10 years ago. It is amazing. I remember my mom saying, how can you get married? You don't even know how to clean your room yet. She did, indeed. <laughs> so we've come a long way. Let's put it that way. But, I mean, the reality is, you know, that the, the grace, there, there's something to the grace of the sacrament that, that helps, right, John? Absolutely. Um, the grace that we receive in marriage, but also in the other sacraments, baptism, reconciliation, Eucharist, that heals our nature. It doesn't erase it. It heals, perfects. That's why Pope Francis tells us that the Christian family is meant to be the nearest hospital because that's where we encounter Christ, the great physician, um, who heals us and helps us grow. But, Claire, this isn't exactly what a lot of people do really think it is, that suddenly you partake in a sacrament, whether it's the sacrament of matrimony or the sacrament of the Eucharist or the sacrament of reconciliation, and poof, you're just perfect. Everything just works. <laughs> so you get married, and suddenly you're mature, and you can clean your room. But it's not like that, is exactly. it? No. <laughs> exactly. It's, we have to remember that the grace is not magic. You know, it's, it's a gift from God, but we have to actively receive and cooperate with it through regular practices in our family, such as, like, praying together, asking forgiveness and going to reconciliation, serving together, giving witness to others, and just spending time together. We have to cooperate with the grace God has given us. Excellent. John and Claire Grabowski, thank you so much for being with us today. And again, their book, Raising Catholic Kids for Their Vocations, terrific read. I hope you all pick it up. And guys, blessings to you and your family. 
That was More to Life. You can hear that here on The Quest at 10 a.m. Eastern, weekdays, Monday through Friday on 1160. And again, I'm Greg Willits. You are listening to the 1160 Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. It's happening this week, September 24th through 27th. All day long, 8 to 6, today and the next three days, as we are reaching toward our goal, we have $200,000 we need to raise. It's $50,000 minimum a day that we need to be able to raise to be able to continue operations of evangelization. That is what we are ultimately all about at the Quest, to be able to evangelize far and wide. How easy does catholic radio make it for you to be able to evangelize i mean when i'm driving around it it amazes me so i i'm a i'm a cradle catholic i'm originally from atlanta but i had to move away for a few years and i come back and here's the quest and what was amazing was being able to talk to people as they're starting the quest and i wasn't even living here moved back to atlanta at the beginning of this year and i see these quest stickers or these quest magnets on the back of vehicles all over the place and what a wonderful thing it is to see this growing community of questless Listeners, quest supporters of people that are giving their of their tithe to the quest to help evangelization and how easy is it i mean that little magnet on the back of these vehicles asking people hey have you ever heard 1160 a.m i've been listening to catholic radio lately and i got i'm hearing these crazy things that are just changing my life the things that catholic radio allows us to do to simplify our evangelization efforts i think sometimes we make evangelization more difficult than it needs to be it's a simple conversation it's the sharing of our faith how has jesus impacted your life and people are calling people just like you and they're supporting this mission we have fifty thousand dollars to raise today so far our goal we are just under twenty thousand dollars already for the day nineteen thousand four hundred ninety dollars raised today i want to make sure that by the end of this hour i'd like to be at that twenty five thousand let's see if we can get to the halfway mark before the end of this hour i am certain that we can do it because we're also offering a match this hour for monthly donors. If you want to sign up and be a monthly donor, your donation is going to be matched. So give us a call right now. Say that prayer. Say, God, what do you want me to do? And he will make it clear to you. Whether it's a one-time donation of 25 bucks or you sign up as one of our founders, you can do so for just $100 a month, be a founder. $100 a month for three years or more. That helps make the purchase of this station possible. You can do it as a lump sum, divide it annually. We're happy Happy to work with you and your finances. If you want to give, if you want to help this radio to continue, then we need you to call right now, 470-508-1160. Kathleen Conklin joining me on this hour as we've been talking about her own story of vocations in her family, the idea of vocations in your family. How, how have your kids been influenced in any way by Catholic media? I mean, raising kids in today's world they got the internet, they got the games, they got videos, they have Netflix, and they got everything coming at them a million miles an hour. How do you moderate that kind of stuff in the house, and how do you balance that with things like good Catholic radio? Oh, it's that's a, that is the parenting question, right? Because uh, when I was raising my first four, I, I think the internet came around somewhere when Father Ronald was in high school. Mm. This is like, uh, this is like the biggest, like, I, I I always felt like I'm constantly on defense in one way or another because it would come at me from one one place or another. I learned really quickly that I had to teach my kids to maneuver in that water. Mm. That there was no way I was going to be able to to stop everything. There just wasn't. In my house, we use Covenant Eyes, which is a, a an accountable 
accountability program for the kids um, and adults, anyone. And they, that's, that's kind of how I've done it is that we, we know that we're accountable to each other for what we watch and what we do. But um, Catholic media and, um, and the influence of that really was, uh, I think music was especially like attractive to my kids. Hmm. Um, and I think also uh, one of the things that worked really well is I tried to give them experiences of real Catholic um, life. So they they would love to go on, they love to go on missions. Every year they go on a Holy Week mission. They go downtown streets of Atlanta and they just take care of the homeless and they do their thing on the streets. Um, and it's a very big, um, big program. And they-, they who, who runs that? Um, it's a Regnum Christi, I'm a member of Regnum Christi. It's a Regnum Christi apostolate. Um, and then they're going to get really mad at me because it's. Well, they could probably look <laughs> the for radio nerves just caused the, 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 the Regnum Christie website is probably where they can find information. Yeah, I would isn't it horrible? It's um, and you know what? I'm, it's the most I've major in the initiative that they do, and you just forgot all yeah, about it on I've Catholic Radio. The, I've been in the movement too long. It used to be called something else, but anyway, it's. Uh, I will find out. There's um. But I give them the experiences that where they can they can actually talk about their faith to someone else, and that's what really helps them own it. And then also they're with their peers, who are doing the exact same thing, right? And that's powerful. It's a powerful experience um, to be able to to do that. So um, I think that's one of the biggest things that have that have helped my kids along is um, giving them leadership opportunities within the Catholic Church. So I'm thinking that this is probably the uh, Redmond Christie Mission Corps. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> if you go to redmondchristie.org, you can find out more information about their different formation and ways that you can join as well as their, if you go to join us, then you can find the RC Mission Corps and they have information there. I, I just, I love things like that because I think sometimes, again, we overcomplicate the faith. We overcomplicate evangelization. We overcomplicate our mission. We overcomplicate what does God want us to do and everything else. And oftentimes you just listen and follow him and do, right. do listen what Right, Kids, yeah. our kids have amazing ideas. Um, I was on the uh, phone yesterday with a lady who told me that a young priest told her that one of the things he wanted to do, he's a diocesan priest in another diocese, but he wants to figure out how to live in community with other priests because he's on his own with two, uh, running our, a pastor for two parishes, mm. right? Because we have, we also, this is another, you know, reality. We have to, we need more priests. So, um, and he was saying how he wanted to learn how to live in, instead of just having each parish with his own uh, rectory or whatever, that they would somehow live in community. New ideas are going to come. Yeah. And all of these things are coming from young people. When you see the, um, the, the swell of young people at World Youth Day and at the Pro-Life March, and all, all of this is great signs of hope for our church um and when it comes to vocations that's the greatest experience they can receive i i work um at a high school seminary i help them with development and these adolescents come to visit our high school seminary to kind of check it out go to a camp whatever and when they do they have an experience of young men in high school are actually thinking about this right now and that could be me. Hmm. Well, that plants a seed in the heart of a young boy, right? To be able to say yes later. So these experiences are real. You know, they always say kids never remember so much what you say, right? 
but what they experience, mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. So if we can give them experiences of a great Catholic life, you know, a fun Catholic life, one that's dynamic and that they see their peer groups um, supporting them in that way, that's a huge step. And they really do, by the time they're in high school, they need leadership roles. They have to be able to see, show that they have uh, what it takes to be able to um, serve the church in, in, in a meaningful way. How did you do that with your son who became the priest then? So he was a part of an organization at the time. It was the RC Mission Corps. It was a time called um, Youth for the Third Millennium. Mm -hmm. And they would go on door-to-door missions in the streets of Atlanta. We Mm -hmm. lived in Michigan at the time. Uh, Powerful. It was powerful because you see you see people who really have never been given the message of Jesus and the healing message that he has, that he can he can actually heal what's hurting them. And they saw people who were um, really wounded and they helped them and prayed with them and took their petitions back to the church. That's that is a a powerful lesson for them. But then also he was a part of um, a youth group we call ECYD. And that is where he was able to lead. So he he ran a leadership. um, He led a group of young boys teaching them how to how to talk about their faith and it was never um taught in a combative way like this is what you say or to defend yourself no it was this is what you say to bring the joy of your faith to others this is how we talk to others and you know what you don't have to teach them much because it's in their hearts these these kids when they're presented with something good and they actually have a moment where they can give that freely give that without anyone telling them how to do it or what to do you would not believe some of the things that that happened. So um, I was in the last year's mission, um, my daughter was on on one of the missions and uh, she she met a homeless man who needed some money to be able to get to a place in Florida. And he was meeting up with a friend while um, her heart just was moved by this guy and she, she gave him 30, her $34 in her pocket. She had like 40 bucks for the weekend and she gave it to him. And, and when she did, the, one of the priests um, that was on the mission came over and told her that he knew that man and that um, what she had done was really going to change things for him. So they have an experience like that and they're like, wow, I want all to I do have more. to do is show yeah. up and smile. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to do. Kathleen Conklin is joining us here on the Quest Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. As we are coming close to the end of this hour, as we continue to reach towards our goal of $50,000 that we need to raise today. You can help us make that happen. Whether you're able to give a donation, large or small, we would appreciate hearing from you. And we are offering a match this hour if you want to become one of our monthly donors. Monthly donors, absolutely the lifeline of what we are doing. To be able to count on your monthly support, to know each and every month that we are going to have the money in the bank to be able to do the kinds of work that we need to do, to be able to grow the quest into the Catholic radio station. We know that Atlanta deserves and needs your monthly offerings will be matched during this hour and this hour alone. So if you want to give us a call right now, become a monthly donor, knowing that whatever your donation level will be, that it will be matched 470-508-1160. Again, 470-508-1160. Just like the channel you're listening to on your AM dial, AM 1160, The Quest. 
We want to hear from you. 470-508-1160 as we're continuing to raise the funds needed to continue this amazing work of Jesus Christ in the metro Atlanta area. The idea of every child has a mission to live. This is something that you that you were saying earlier, Kathleen. Every child has a mission. How do you help your child discover that mission? You're talking about them getting involved in different groups, in your case of your family, Regnum Christi, and they're going downtown and doing those kinds of things. But what about just within the family unit, at home, the day-to-day life, the the chores, the you know the prayers, and that sometimes aren't as holy as you want them to be, and you see kids that are distracted and not really into uh, necessarily the the topics of prayer and faith. It's sometimes hard to keep kids engaged. I'm sure someone's listening right now is thinking, "Oh, that's that's all well and good for you guys, but my kids have these issues and these issues. How do how can any family respond to helping their children discover a mission in their life? Well, um, God teaches you your mission through little acts, um, little moments in your life where you discover that you found joy, right? So you found a little bit of joy maybe in somehow in doing radio when you were younger, or I don't know your story, but if you something happened where it made you want to give of yourself this way, right? And these little these little moments, what we as parents need to do is look for those moments that you see something amazing in your kids. I had a, a son that had um, some difficulty with reading and stuff like that. And I went to this um, counselor and I was asking her, what do I do? Because, you know, and I was talking about his academics and how I can't get him to sit still and all those kinds of things. And he said, she said to me, wow, he sounds, after this whole long litany I gave her, he sounds like a missionary. And I went, what? And I, I thought to myself, that is the strangest answer. And after she did that to me, it was, I decided it was the Holy Spirit. Because what I started doing was going, okay, I need to help them know themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Know their own strengths, their weaknesses, affirm them. Make sure that they understand that, they, that here, it's, a, it's an unconditional love zone, right? Mm-hmm. You can make mistakes and you can learn from them. And when they make mistakes, it's just like, well, that doesn't seem like you. What's going on? You know, and it's not, um, it's always keeping them on track of who you see them as they really are and not doing it by punishing um, so much or, or um, criticizing or getting mad or whatever, although that happens to you in our house. But it's that you motivate them by reminding them hmm. of the good that you see. And honestly, if you ask God to open your eyes a little bit and you listen to your kids, they will start to tell you what, they, what their passions are and what they love. And that's how you can motivate them uh, toward their mission. Kathleen, I, I have enjoyed this. Conversation. I could keep talking about this forever because as, especially when you're talking about helping your kids find Jesus. I mean, what else is more important in life than trying to help your kids find that relationship with Christ? And where else are you going to hear conversations like this except in the family unit, at your parish, and on places like Catholic Radio? As you're driving around... How wonderful is it to have the quest that you can tune into and have your children hear conversations like this, to be able to have those conversation starters. Kathleen, thank you for being here for the Quest Spirit Drive. I appreciate it, and I hope everyone listening is very generous because we we need Catholic Radio in Atlanta. If you want to give right now, 470-508-1160. More coming up.